Captain. What is it, Webb? A blip, sir. Just came on the screen. How do you read it? Aircraft of some sort. By the size of it and the speed. It's not one of ours, sir. It doesn't even read like anything I've ever seen. What was the approach? None, sir. It was just there, like it fell out of the sky or something. Current position? Directly over the Omaha installation, sir. Holding there. Watch the scope, Webb. Air defense will want to send somebody up to get a closer look. I think we have a real UFO in our hands. Camel's back has been broken, my friend. Bill, look what you've done. My mother gave me this tie. Look at this. Bill, don't ever show me a photo like that in a room where I've mentioned my mother. <laughs> She's really done it this time, Buster. She's really torn it. Oh, well, what exactly is the problem? What's the problem? Mm -hmm. What's the problem? The problem is I don't have one of those. <laughs> well, Bill, neither do I, but it doesn't bother me. Every Star Trek geek and internet goon in the country is looking at this picture right now. Looking at this picture of me with that... One of those! Everyone's gonna know this is a prank. Although, if I didn't know you better, I mean... So that is your real hair color. This is what I hate. Third act problems. Roll. Stop. Freeze in digital memory. And... Activate traveling map. Tony, this better work, pal, or you'll be a digital memory. Take it easy, Gaiman. We're loading Richard's image onto the database, and when he's mapped onto the stunt double, you'll never know the difference. All right, boys. Let's see you dance. Play this. Talk to me, my boy. God damn it, son. We gave it our best shot. I don't like this any more than you do, but... We ain't gonna make it, son. We're gonna hang it up. Whoa, negatory, negatory. What are you, crazy, son? We come this far, ain't we? Look, when we say we're gonna do a job, we do a job? You know, a couple of weeks ago, we tried to be humorous. Not fibula, but humorous. Okay. And we did a cold open to this show with um, the AI script. Remember that? Yep. The chat GPT. And it seemed like, oh, they're just being funny. But now, you may not know if this episode of What the Frock with me, Rabbi Dave, and me, Friar Rod, is real or not. What if this we is a deep fake episode? It, we could have started that without talking like the robotic automatons that we were portraying. And, and nobody would have known. Nobody would have known. All of this is deeply concerning. All of this is causing brouhaha. And the the AI chatbot thing mm -hmm. is getting out of hand. And it's getting out of hand in a hurry. Because now you don't know what you're watching. No. no. Which. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because you're referring to deepfake, because deepfake's been around for, what, a couple of years now at least, mm -hmm. the the video stuff. Tom Cruise showing up in places that he wasn't. <laughs> but now combined with the, the AI systems, mm -hmm. it's really getting scary. Some years ago, I got into a bit of a Donnybrook on the air. Because uh, I said... Sorry, a bit of a what? Donnybrook. 
I've not heard that phrase before. Don't you pretend to be Irish? No, I don't pretend to be Irish. <laughs> look it up. Google I'm it, kids. Irish. Okay. I'll um, look it up. Some years ago, I said on the air that I don't believe anything I see on YouTube because I have no way of knowing the context of it. Yeah. And I still have that problem with YouTube. I still have the problem with, oh, here, Dave, watch this YouTube video that proves my conspiracy theory is true. Well, no, it doesn't. And two, that was, you know, nearly nigh on to 20 years ago. Well, 10 years ago anyway. And I was having trouble believing that stuff anyway. In fact, this is a yeah. plot line in a book by Tom Clancy. Is it? Where they want to convince the enemy that one of the aircraft carriers is still in dry dock. And so they use stock footage of the carrier in dry dock. Okay. They do a live report with the stock footage in the background. And everybody says, oh, the carrier's still in dry dock. Well, it's not. Yeah. So. Well, haven't even the, the Middle East terrorists have done this? You know, when we said we've killed somebody, oh, no, they're showing up on video somewhere. Right. So I don't, I, you know, I got kind of taken to task. Well, how can you not believe this stuff on YouTube? Of course, the people that were taking me to task were, what's the polite term for it? Oh, yeah, conspiracy theorists. And. <laughs> You know, look, I I still hold that truth. I still say that that's, I don't believe anything I see on YouTube because I have no way of knowing the context yeah. of it. I don't know how it was created. Well, video can be edited and all can that other stuff. Can be edited. You know, go back to my position on Project Veritas. Do I agree with him? Sure. But this ain't how you do that. Because, yeah. again, nobody knows what the context of it is. Well, now we find out that this combination of AI and deep fake stuff is really starting to cause problems. Now, look, yeah. normally on this show, we take a very light view of things. Um, there's, there's reasons for that. <laughs> and while I intend to make some jokes and have some wisecracks, uh, it needs to be understood that I do not approve of anything that is happening here. So, okay. That said, there are growing calls now for laws against deep fake technology. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would work. How do you, how do you craft a law that bans deep fake technology? Uh, I, I wouldn't even know where to start and I'm the tech guy. So I don't, how would you, you know, I, I guess you'd have to prevent the, it's the larger companies that are driving this stuff. You'd have to somehow, somehow curtail it. But at the same time, you know, governments want to use it. Hmm. Well, of course, they can pass a law that says, you know, rules for thee, not for me. Sure. Which is fine. I mean, government at every level does that. But how do you even, I mean, heroin's against the law, right? Yeah. Fentanyl's against the law, as I learned tomorrow. Crossing the border illegally is against, it's against the, law. the law. Right. Speeding, against the law. And you craft all these laws to, you know, make it not be the case. And those laws have zero effect on anything. Yeah. Here in Washington state, we are now going to, we are having a massive, they call it a debate. It's not. It's a publicity show about lowering the DUI level from 0 0.08 to 0 0.05. Because this will stop drunk driving. Yeah, just drive ticket revenue. That's all it's going to do. But it makes us look like we care. 
Sure. Right? So, but it's if not it saves doing, one life, Dave, just one just life. Just one life, right? So if it saved just one life, then I guess we should outlaw deep fakes or have some laws. And all this grows out of uh, a story from the Daily Mail last week, mm-hmm. in which multiple young female Twitch stars were quote disgusted to discover their images on a deep fake porn site earlier this month where they appeared to be engaging in sexual activity. They had not consented to their images being used in the footage, nor were they even aware of them. I mean, the first question is, how did they find out? You know, that's, yeah. How'd you like to be a part of that conversation? So, and and if you're the friend that discovers that, do you go around and tell, Hey, look, I'm, I was browsing the site and go, oh, <laughs> that's, well, that's the one, that's a conversation I just don't know how you have. Do you, yeah. do you send that anonymously? Do you, do you, <laughs> do you create a fake account just to send it to them to go, hey, um, I'm it a was, friend you know, of yours you know, that I honestly, don't want you to know. But it is it was probably someone on her on her their Twitch stream, right, commenting in chat, Hey, I saw you on here and, mm-hmm. and typed a link and that's probably how she found out. So relatively anonymous. Hmm. Well they the, the the girls in question, and apparently there are multiple of the girls. However, there is one of them, what's her name? QT Cinderella Cin- twenty eight. Yeah. No, QT yeah. Cinderella, she is twenty eight. Is very upset. I mean, Twitch stream of these these gals crying and and being yeah. embarrassed. Well, and I, it, it brings it brings to mind something that you know, if you're going to be streaming on Twitch, you are now a public entity. You're a public person. You're looking to get subscribers. You're looking to make money. So. You, you're this kind of thing can happen to you, right? You have to kind of understand that. Not that it makes it right or wrong in any way. Well, it's let's just, go back to that for just a moment. Okay? Sure. Am I, by streaming, am I in fact now a public figure? See, that now we're into First Amendment issues here. Now we're into issues where what defines that? What doesn't define that? And I that line is so nebulous that it's it's so hard to, to pin it down. Okay. Well, so I mean, she's she's streaming for entertainment purposes and to make money. So, what would be the difference between that and and uh, someone making a movie to make money and? and what what's the threshold for being a public person? Or, See, or, I don't know. I, I know because of my experience in radio, I have some, you know, some okay. discussion of this. Okay. What, at what point am I a, as we referred to it, regional celebrity? Just okay. a word that I loved. Regional celebrity. <laughs> regional celebrity. And am I really a regional celebrity? Okay, so from 3 to 6 p.m., Monday through Friday, somewhere between an aggregate total, somewhere between 5,000 and 500,000 people heard my voice on the radio. Usually higher on Thursday and Fridays, but that's just because of the way we did things. Okay, so 
but I wasn't working for myself. I was working for a company that was paying me to be, quote unquote. But you were broadcasting, right? right. So, I mean, there's, there's a certain level of fame that comes with that. Yes, there is. And at one point, that fame was used against me. At one point, I had a person who, for reasons that I'm not going to go into here, but it was before I met Cammy. want to be clear about that. Um, yeah. Well, I guess technically not before I met her, because I met her in 1985, but before we started our reconnection, okay? Sure. So it was before that. This person had a photograph of me mm-hmm. that, at the time in California, it was not illegal to do what she threatened to do, which was to release the photograph okay. in a, what is now known as revenge porn sure. situation. Now, I want to be clear here because cause I know you're looking at things now going, eh. I was 20 years younger and I was a lot better shape than I am now, okay? <laughs> Just want to be clear about those two things. You still had both real knees, right? <laughs> Did I had real knees? I <clears throat> my my just in general, I was a much better looking guy back then. Ah, uh, you're a striking guy now, Dave. <clears throat> yeah, I look like I've been <laughs> struck many times. Anyway, she threatened to release this photograph, and we had a big meeting about it, which was kind of stupid in retrospect. And my whole attitude was that I called my brother, who was in law enforcement at the time, and in fact was in a, a department that handled sexual crimes. Okay. Okay. And his attitude was, is there anything embarrassing in the photograph? Okay. Some of you will be old enough to remember this when Burt Reynolds was on The Tonight Show. hmm And he had just posed for Playgirl magazine. Okay. And Johnny Carson made some quip about, you were covered with your hand. And he stood up and yelled, my arm, not my hand. My arm. <laughs> and it was a very funny moment. Okay? You could probably Google it on YouTube. Who knows? But I sat there and thought about that. And I thought, you know, I don't really have anything to be embarrassed about here in this photograph. It's a classic Roman pose. There's nothing going on. There's nothing. Sure. There's nobody else in the photograph. Kind and of I like the, the art of seduction type of pose. Yeah. Very much a playgirl type of pose. Okay. And I looked around the room at this meeting and I said, you know, I got nothing to be embarrassed about. Tell her to go ahead and release it. I don't care. There's no such thing as bad publicity, especially in this case, because I was a single guy and was a regional celebrity. You will notice that the photograph uh, never got released. Yeah. Because it just popped a balloon, just popped the air right out of a balloon of just like she was over Alaska or something and and kind of shot that whole thing down. Anyway, this, this whole idea of revenge porn is now illegal in California. You can't do that. If you do that, you'll go to jail. At the time, that was not a law. And you can read into that inference whatever you choose to. That's how you get a law passed. Someone threatens to blackmail you. Yeah. Hey, bud, what are you in here for? Right. Revenge porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At any rate, I don't think that that's the same thing as this. Because now, we're using people's images somehow or another. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I understand how this stuff works. I play around with the, with the AI digital art every now and then I can't get it to do anything like this. 
But somehow yeah, or another, well, these guys. So, they, well, yeah. So I don't know about the actual tools that they use to do the AI deepfake stuff video. So I think what they did is they took an actual porn video and just had the deepfake put the, the girl's face on it. Well, I'm sure that's the how actress. they did it, but I still don't even know how you do that. I'm, I haven't messed around with doing that for video. You know, but Dave, how long has Photoshop been around? I think it was 1990. Yeah. So, so since then, celebrities have had their faces put on images, still images of other right. porn stars and things like that. That's been around for a very, very long time. Yeah, it has been. I mean, in a way, uh, there's, there's uh, this, this will date me, folks. There's a news radio episode in which. This is done to two of the characters there, where but it's done in photographs. It's not mm-hmm. deep fakes. And the line from Bill McNeil is, I don't have one of those or two of those. So anyway, the point being that <laughs> somehow or another they've managed to do this. Yeah. The reaction to it is has been overwhelming, I think. People are, well, I'll say overwhelming in the media because I, I haven't heard any discussion of this anywhere else. And no I've not heard any talk show, no. any morning news show. Nobody has hit this. But they have not named who did it, but apparently they know who did it. And QT Cinderella is suing them mm-hmm. on the basis of what? I, I don't know. What's the crime? I mean, again, I get it. I'm not I'm not advocating to do what they did. I, I think it's... She didn't authorize. Well, I mean, if they if they were making money, if they were selling the video if. off of her image, yeah. if then then she would have a case because then you know she has a right to some of that money. Do you but think she you wants know, the money or the or the tape. Well, I mean, I think she wants the thing taken down. Right. She wants to try and stop it. But you know, she's got. I'm looking at her stats here. So she's got approximately 830,000 followers on Twitch, about 415,000 followers on YouTube. Total views are somewhere, somewhere around two point, or no, twenty one point two million on Twitch and over eighty one million on YouTube. So she's she's famous. So she's right in there with us as a top twenty five percent creator. If she had a podcast, yeah, she would be. Quote: I saw myself in positions I would never agree to, doing things I would never want to do, and it was quite horrifying. Unquote. This is what she later told BuzzFeed News. Is that really the problem? Is it you were, I mean, if it had been normal, would it be okay? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the thing, right? If if there was an image done where she was robbing a bank. Right. Which is Even though we know it didn't happen, right? So it didn't happen, but there's an image. And this is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. At what point will we no longer be able to tell... The difference between what's real and what's fake. I think I think with Photoshop, right? Photoshop's been around. As the technology has gotten better with Photoshop, the tools for detecting images that are photoshopped have also increased. So okay. you can you can tell. I'm with you. But what about places where that's not used? For example. There was a photograph on Facebook, one of the groups I'm in on Facebook, which is a natural photography group. I, I like pictures of nature. I'm sorry. Sure. It's, it's my dirty little secret. Sorry. I like nature pictures. 
and there is a lake somewhere in, I want to say, Taipei. I don't remember where it is. Somewhere in the Far East. But it's in the northern Far East, and so it gets really cold there. And when it gets cold, the water freezes. Mm-hmm. And it freezes into geometric patterns. Okay. And someone posted a photograph of this. Very lovely photograph. Very and this immediately ignited pages of debate, commentary debate, about whether or not this was faked, whether this was Photoshop, whether this was real. And it didn't matter. If you posted a link to the original photographer, mm-hmm. if you posted a link to the Internet that said, the amazing lake that freezes in geometric patterns from scientific America, none of that mattered. You either believe that it was totally fake or you believe that it was totally real. Sure. And you couldn't convince either side the other way. That's life that's, today, though. Yeah, but that's but, just a I mean, picture of ice. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess it comes down to where people are going to believe what they want to believe based off of what they see here. Um, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's what they want to believe. I th- that's you're right. You are right on that. I'll give that to you, Dave. Today, this so Sunday. If, if I want to believe that QT Cinderella is doing porn flicks, is anything she say going to? In fact, if she had done a porn flick and it had gotten out, what would her response be? Oh, it wasn't me. It's a deep fake. She could, yeah. I mean, easily. Well, she now she could. has that excuse, right? Yeah. Now she could go on OnlyFans, make millions of dollars on OnlyFans, and claim that it's all fake. Like every other Instagram model that has OnlyFans hey, sites. I'm on Instagram. Oh, but I don't have an OnlyFans site. I've thought about starting my only an OnlyFans site where I just make funny faces or something. Dad bods. Yeah. Wish I had that other body. Anyway, point being that... Uh, she screams, stop, everybody effing stop, stop spreading it, stop advertising it, stop. Which is, which is the Streisand effect now, right? right? Exactly. Now everybody's going to look for it. Because even mm-hmm. though they, even if they say, well, it's not really her, it must be really good. And then, of course, this. Thank you to all the male internet, quote-unquote, journalists reporting on the issue, bleeping losers. So are we losers for talking about this? No, I don't know. I, how many people in our audience have heard of this and are now going to go, well, maybe I should go look this up. Are, are we perpetuating it by saying this is an example of... We are not perpetuating as much as the Daily Mail article perpetuated it. Right. So. We don't have pictures, so... No, we don't. We're just talking about it. We're talking okay. about the issue, not necessarily... So from a legal point. standpoint, laws, how do we pass a law that makes this... That, that prevents this. I, I can see a law where this becomes illegal after the fact. You, you do this, it's a crime, we're going to punish you. But that's not what she wants. She wants a law that, quote-unquote, prevents this. You're not going to prevent it. You can't. Any more than you can prevent... Push you can't prevent 3D-printed guns. You're, you're not going to prevent that. But they tell us they can. They tell well, us they, that that's what they want to do. They can't. Yeah, they want to do it all they want, right. unless they somehow convince the the manufacturers of the 3D printers to somehow say, "Oh, this was this 
this design resembles a gun. I'm not going to print it. Hmm. Well, that's certainly possible. And you'll be happy to know that I think my recording just died. But anyway, we'll continue on because with the backup recording, maybe it'll. Yeah. This may not sound as good as normal because. Okay. There you go. Well, they'll have to forgive you. All right. So let's take this one step further then. Here's okay. a tweet that I saw the other day. I'm reading it verbatim. The next presidential election will feature AI-generated audio recordings, like Trump's Access Hollywood tape, but fake. The one after will have the same what, but with video. Depending on the target, FBI and outfits like CrowdStrike, which I've never heard of, will verify deny the authenticity to carry it through to Election Day. So now we're even beyond whether or not someone's being portrayed in a way that's not, you know, some some regional celebrity yeah. is being the now we're talking about we're going to be made we're going to be put in a position of making a national election decision based on something that somebody has told us is either true or not true. And again, we're back to the ice photograph, which is it doesn't matter whether you tell mm-hmm. somebody and and my favorite argument about this stuff is well, it's the kind of thing they would do. So even well, if it's fake, yeah. they would have done that. Well, the whole goal of this, right, is to to, to erode trust. To done that. Well, yeah, of course they have. It's not necessarily even to sway it one way or the other, which it still it could possibly do. It's to erode trust in the system. So how do you now trust what what your eyes tell you? Right. I don't know, and that's part of the problem. Is that I don't know where this is going to go, but I do know that we have a president right now who, in my view, and this is strictly my view, is very susceptible to manipulation of photographs and video. In fact, we've seen this. Mm-hmm. The the weird shuffle walk that he has, uh, the, the, the looping of something. There's a very famous film of Adolf Hitler dancing when Paris falls. You've probably seen this. Hitler does a jig, and he's he's dancing because the 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 Paris has fallen and the Germans are winning. But it's a fake fake film, and that was from 1940. We've seen videos where President Biden is made to look, you know, what? less than presidential, Fall, falling down and falling back up the stairs. Right, right. Or the one where he's wandering around the garden. Mm-hmm. And unless you're you know, really savvy or really paying attention, how do you know that it's not faked? And then well, and then the thing that frustrates me, and this is the conspiracy theorist argument, is how do you know that that's not what it really happened and they're telling you that it's fake? Well, look, he, how many how many messages now has he delivered on a set stage, right? Not even right. at the White House. Right. Yeah, using a set stage, you could easily, okay, take images of him and now deep fake it, so... Oh, the president actually died, but hey, we're still seeing his messages. He's still giving speeches. I uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how you defend against this. Because the technology is only going to get better and better. It's not gonna get it's not gonna get easier to tell the difference. 
that's why they're working. So, you know, it's interesting because along this line, the universities are having issues, right, with students using ChatGPT to, to write papers. Hmm. So now ChatGPT and, and other uh, algorithmic AI type of sites are working on technology to detect those papers because right. AI follows a certain pattern when it is writing what it writes. And there are ways of detecting the writing that humans cannot. Which might be part of the issue. Um, there's an old saying in, in computer program, GIGO, garbage mm-hmm. in, garbage out. That's exactly right. And, and you're left with this position where if the AI is asked to do something and it either does a very poor job of it or refuses to, that's kind of a dead giveaway. Mm-hmm. A copywriter who is given an assignment, takes money for an assignment, doesn't care what the assignment is. They're going to try to make the assignment as good as they can. But a chatbot can't do that. Mm-hmm. So a chatbot asked to praise, write a paragraph praising Donald Trump right now will tell you, oh, can't do that. I'm Too not political. political. Yeah. Which is a dead giveaway that it's a chatbot. And then you turn around and ask it to write a, a poem praising Joe Biden and you get... You know, 15 paragraphs of Joe was great. He likes steak. Joe is great. <laughs> kind of thing, right? He, li- he likes steak. Well, he probably does. I know. He likes sniffing things. That's So now we're into the political arena. These girls, yeah. these girls that were deep faked into porn are, this argument has degenerated into not only were they in porn, how did they find out they were in porn, but now they're being, ridiculed for caring about the fact mm-hmm. that they were deep fake. I mean, would you care if somebody deep faked you into a, you know, into a pornographic video? Uh, you know, I don't know that I'd care. I'd care if it, if it somehow damaged my ability to get a job in yeah. the future. Yeah. That's, that's where I would care. Right. Is this the new stolen identity? Yeah. We didn't that, steal that your credit could very card. very well be. We stole your images, and we made you do things that you wouldn't normally do. And uh-huh. once you, you know, w- once there's an investigation, okay, let's let's take the far field, okay, something involving a, a child predator. Sure. Okay. Once the investigation starts, even when it's shown that you were not involved, this is deep fake technology. Like you were once said, how do you get your reputation back? You're and damaged. when somebody Googles you, what do they see? Yeah. Is the first article up there that, no, this was deep faked and, and he was completely innocent and you shouldn't take any of this seriously? Or is the first article up there, so-and-so was charged with child abuse? Sure. It's, it's, it's the more fantastic message, right. right? And that's the problem. And then when you factor in the politics side of this, I mean, I there is so much on the political side of this that I, I'm... I'm deeply concerned about because, well, frankly, I've spent much of the last decade and a half fighting stupid memes in political stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a meme out there about Hillary that well, you was. I don't think it's there anymore. But the meme about Hillary Clinton's talking about Michelle Obama and mm-hmm. how she wanted to get that stupid bee out of the thing, yeah. but never said that. It number one. She wouldn't have said it even if she thought it. And see, that's the argument. Well, yeah. Dave, it might not be true, but she thinks that way. Well, we don't know what people think, so yeah. there. Yeah. Well, 
any any married husband will tell you that. Right. So you get to the point where how do you how do you get people to make decisions based on reality rather than fake stuff? And this is what scares me is that the fake stuff is going to become so prevalent and so overwhelming that you're spending all your time arguing about whether or not it's fake or not, whether or not this picture of ice crystals in a lake somewhere is real, as opposed to appreciating it for what it is and taking the substance of it. I, I think I it, it'll be so prevalent that we'll just not trust what we have, what we see on those on those mediums without some form of verification or, or validation. Well, who right? gets to do that? Well, there's going to be some company that comes out that does it. There, there will be some, and, but then you have to. The question is, do you trust the fact checkers, right? <laughs> because that's what yeah, that's where we're at today. It's the fact checkers come out and say, "Oh, this is fake news," or "This oh, is not." That's the old Greek proverb, who guards the guards? Yeah. And this is going to snowball into an effect where you might get to the point where you don't even believe what you see with your own eyes. I had a conversation with a friend last night about my eyes. We were talking about some stuff. And he was asking, you know, are you going to get radial keratotomy or cornea replacement, whatever. So let's say for the sake of argument that I get a cornea replacement. Mm -hmm. How do I know that what I'm seeing is actually real? What what if they did something in those corneas, put something in those new corneas that shows me what they want me to see? How do I know that they didn't? I assume that they didn't. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but the technology is headed in that direction. How do you how do you assume that your eyes are telling you what what you're really seeing when the government can put radio waves in your head and make you think something else, right? Well, see, technically, I mean, I'm the, not seeing what my eyes are seeing. No, you're right because it's upside down and inverted. But my brain has to. You ever think about that? The way you actually see is upside down and inverted. Yeah. So how in the world do I actually manage to catch a ball when it's coming to me? Well, it's because your brain adapts. Right, but only at the speed of light. Yeah. Which, you know, it's like anyway, you want to, you want to, you want to get a headache and brain freeze. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, they've done studies where they people have worn those what reverse mirrors where they invert, right. and they eventually adapt to yeah. seeing their well, eyesight. I mean, I've adapted to my poor eyesight. I, I've modified how I do things, but how do I modify my life for deep fake stuff? 2019. New York Democrat Yvette Clark proposed the Deep Fakes Accountability Act, DFA, which would hold bagged actors responsible under the law. It's unclear what the status of that law is. I can tell you what the status of that law is. It hasn't been passed. No. Because it's dangerously close to the First Amendment's prohibitions. Mm-hmm. Congress shall make no law. Moreover, how do you enforce it? You can't. How do you... How do you prosecute it? Short of showing it in a courtroom and going, this is clearly fake, but they're going to have to prove that it's fake. Well, they're going to have to prove the source that it came from yeah. because it can be anonymized and, and copies can be made and, and you slight alterations in each copy and you'll never know where it came from. Yeah. What do you think? WTF at whatthefrock.org is our email address where you can comment our Facebook page, facebook.com slash. What the Frog. Yep. Or on our website, even. You can comment there if you cho- so choose. 
Or you can email us. That's usually the best way to get a hold of us because I don't read them, but but Rob I does. do. Yeah. So send them, send us your email. Tell us what you think because I this I don't know that there's an answer here. I I don't hmm. know what the answer is going to be, other than a massive crackdown on civil liberties. That's what the, the that's what the officials would would probably deem the wisest choice. Right. But to protect us. Yeah. You to save one life. Right. To keep one keep one twitch queen from being deep fake everybody has to be reined in that's how laws work my friends what do you think WTF at whatthefrock.org stay with us we'll be right back this is Bill Mick from Bill Mick Live on WMMB in Melbourne Florida Hope you're enjoying listening to my buddy Dave or my buddies Dave and Rod either way. Always good to hear them, and you can join me as well. I'm on Eastern Time, 6 to 9 a.m. every day at BillMick.com. Hit the Listen Live link, and you can pick up the podcast there as well. Morning conversation about the Space Coast, Florida, and the country. We do it every day with Bill Mick Live on WMMB. Now get back to Dave or Dave and Rod. Welcome back. I'm Dave. I'm Rod. And apparently it's open season on UFOs. So I've seen. It's quite fascinating. I'm so just as waiting of for this recording, right. So <laughs> this recording, it's three now. Yeah. Although technically one of them wasn't a UFO. It was yeah. an IFO. Big Chinese yeah, yeah, balloon, yeah. right? Remember we shot that? Unidentified, down? yeah, flying object. But the other two have not been identified, including the one over Alaska yesterday. Which that had, is con- that had no known source of propulsion or anything like that, right? Well, see, now that's the confusing part because the Canadian guy, mm-hmm. that's what he said. He said, oh, the, the device had. Now, keep in mind, the Canadian guy that said this was on the ground. He didn't see it. Oh, okay. So he's talking about, well, the, the pilots told me, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, that it had no visible form of propulsion and. Yeah. It wasn't a balloon because when it hit the ice, it cracked up. Yeah. But the pilots were saying in other places that, no, it was a balloon. We hmm. shot it down with a small payload. So I I don't know what to believe. All I know is um, all of a sudden it's open season on anything flying over our country that isn't identified. And they closed the airspace down in Montana yesterday. I saw that. Because apparently they had another one. <laughs> and we don't know what happened with that one. We don't know yeah. if it turned out to be just an unidentified flying object report or or if it was another balloon that we shot down. We don't know. So do you think there's skunkwork projects going on right now for people to create a plane or some type of device to capture these balloons while, before they hit, before they crash? Well. Because we used to do that. We used to do that. But these balloons fly at such high altitude that it's it's hard to get up there and do that. Um, that's what I thought they would do with the original Chinese balloon. Sorry, West Taiwanese balloon. I thought they would puncture it, mm-hmm. catch it as it, it was coming down, but obviously they didn't do that. They and now be- we're told. Now we're told. I hate to do this, but I informed you thusly. Now we're told that the equipment that they're picking up from the original Chinese balloon is all U.S. made. It's all stamped made in U.S. Yeah, that's pretty it's funny. Photographic. You know, it's like, huh? How about that? Yeah. Anyway, told you there wouldn't be anything classified on it. Because why would you do it that way? 
you wouldn't. Um, well, you're expecting it to be to not come back, right? Once you launch a balloon right. like that, it's not coming back. So you don't want anything in there. Exactly. That, yeah. And if the whole purpose of it is to just uh, see how far you can go, you wouldn't put anything highly confidential classified on it anyway. No. But if the whole purpose of these things is just to generate a reaction, then it doesn't really matter what you put on it. You could put you know, well, cans of peanut butter. Or if it's just relaying information, right, to the satellites that are above it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which we also discovered last week that the the original Chinese, sorry, West Taiwanese balloon was being tracked and overflown by U-2 spy planes, which are still being used. That's so awesome. So in other words, the U-2 was above the balloon taking pictures of the balloon. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm blown away by that. I'm, I'm, that that's okay. high up there. That's really why? high up there. I mean, yeah, but why? It's a balloon. Now, I'm sure they have infrared and yeah. super secret cameras that can look through the mylar and all that stuff. And I, and I get all that. But the U-2, as I recall, now this goes back a ways. The U-2 was generally unarmed, but it had the capability of carrying a gun or mm-hmm. a, 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 a small missile or something like that. Why not use the U-2 to shoot it down? Well, I'm but obviously... I may be wrong about that. I may be wrong that the U-2 is armed, so... Well, the, the, the goal of the U-2 is to really not be seen or noticed, right? right? So nobody saw any kind of contrary. But here's the other thing like in this news. That. Here's the other thing in this news story. We're using a U-2 spy plane to track this this balloon. Mm-hmm. The U-2 spy plane was built in the 1950s, something like that, and it was replaced, quote unquote, by the SR-71 Blackbird, which is mm-hmm. the fastest plane ever built, the coolest one of the coolest planes ever built, which we have subsequently retired and kept using the U-2. What does that tell us? That the U-2 is more cost-effective to operate. And possibly better at what it does. Well, you could, you know, I'm sure with technology upgrades too. Right. Anyway, they tracked the balloon. So we shot down another one. Um, I'm getting confused because part of the problem with Twitter is the timeline on Twitter gets convoluted. Mm -hmm. And so I got up this morning and I'm, I'm trying to figure out from this, did we shoot down a fourth one or is it just the third one all over again or the second one? Anyway, they uh, they said that it was, they couldn't confirm that it was a balloon, but it was traveling at an altitude, this is the third one, that made it a potential threat to civilian aircraft over Alaska. Anyway, they shot it down using my, my favorite phrase, my favorite COVID phrase. You ready? Sure. Out of an abundance of caution, <laughs> shot it down. <laughs> but what happens if it's carrying canisters of aerosol COVID or something worse, yeah. and you just shoot it down? Well, well, now, right? Hey, if they're shooting anything down. Let's go ahead and send a bunch right. of nasty stuff there. Well, see, that's my next question: is at what point, if you're the if you're the West Taiwanese, do you look around and go, huh? They're going to shoot down civilian airships. Yeah. Let's put somebody on it. Yeah. A volunteer, as it were, 
send him or her up across the whole thing when it gets shot down then we claim you shot down a civilian aircraft yeah how long does that till that happens do they even try and communicate with it uh you know i'm curious hey you know radio contact or they just eh, we don't know what it is let's just shoot it down you mean us do we try to communicate with it yeah yeah i have no idea <laughs> it's like ufos and star trek you know yeah it's it's a large object we're we're trying to contact it but it's know, not it's responding just, not responding and it's moving really fast we better shoot it down now <laughs> i don't know pentagon officials said they were able to immediately bring the object over water down over water so they easily avoided the dilemma posed by the spy balloon drifting over the populated areas of montana and wyoming populated areas up there anyway the three u.s officials said that as a friday evening the government did not know who owned the object or sent it and it was shot down like off the north coast of alaska mm-hmm. so and i don't know apparently it's open season on ufo how would you like to be an actual ufo now coming to earth yeah <laughs> which of course brings us to the last thing which is all right let's say this was a ufo mm-hmm. with no visible form of of propulsion, no visible form of sport, none of that, right? As the Canadian yeah. guy said, we still shot it down. Mm-hmm. What does that say about alien tech? It ain't good enough for an AIM-9 to X. So the probe they sent, we shot down. If it was a probe, how do we know it wasn't a little ship? Well, full of tiny. Did you never read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? I did. Yeah. You don't remember the. The insults that flew back and forth and these two fleets that went at each other. And then sure. when they got to where they were going, the dog swallowed them because they were... Yeah. I mean, we don't know what this is. No, we don't. All we know is... But we're shooting first and asking questions later. And those questions aren't getting any answers at all. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. The Oregon Department of Justice. Okay. Did you even know they had one? I did not. No. Announced last Friday that it is opening a criminal investigation into some of its people. Six officials of the state of Oregon are being investigated. Uh oh. Want to know why? Sure. Why, Dave? Why are they being investigated? They were diverting bottles of Kentucky bourbon for their own use. Hmm. Six liquor agency officials had diverted scarce bottles of bourbon. I don't know what this is because I'm telling says they're scarce. Heads may roll in big working agencies due to love for rare board bourbon is the headline. Um. Internal investigation obtained by the AP concluded that Executive Director Steve Marks and five other agency officials diverted sought-after bourbons for personal use. Now, they did pay for the whiskey, which can cost thousands of dollars per bottle, but they had used their knowledge and connections at the commission to obtain them and consequently deprived members of the public of the spendy booze. 
They use confidential information for personal gain. We cannot have that. So they looked up some distributor's name in a database somewhere? Is that... The behavior is totally unacceptable, said the governor. In responses to questions from the investigators, Mr. Marks denied that he had violated Oregon ethics laws and state policy. However, he admitted that he had received preferential treatment to some extent in in obtaining the whiskey as a commission employee. He also said that they never resold the whiskeys involved. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, in order to make it worth your time, you're going to have to mark it up above market value, right? Yeah. So why would you do that? Well, anyway, the commissioners uh, are appointed by the governor, and they've decided that they're going to investigate this. Um, And for whatever reason, the state of Oregon has decided that this is a criminal investigation. The matter involving ethics violations related to the purchase of liquor by some Oregon... And again, this is Kentucky bourbon, Mm -hmm. which... Now, look, I don't want to start an argument here or anything about things, but I get it. Bourbon can only come from, it's just whiskey, people. That's all it is. Yeah. But because it's from Kentucky, they can call it bourbon. And by law, you can only call it bourbon if it's from Kentucky. Yeah. Even though it's the same thing you can get from, I don't know, Wyoming whiskey. Uh, Suggested retail price for that particular booze is Papa Van Winkle's 23-year-old whiskey. Was two ninety nine ninety nine. That's the suggested retail price. Connoisseurs say it can sell for two thousand to four thousand dollars on the illegal market. Apparently, there is an illegal market for Papa Van Winkle's Kentucky well, bourbon. Where? Well, in Utah? Is it illegal in Utah? Is that why? I don't know. Because it what sounds like I mean I don't know of any state that outlaws that. Why would it be illegal? Well, no, it's, I, I don't know. I, that This is the part I don't get. The illegal market for Papa Van Winkle's Kentucky bourbon is, I mean, I guess, I don't know. The, Marks and the five other officials implicated in the diversion said that they had the liquor sent to a liquor store where they purchased it and kept it for use of personal gifts or, or as gifts, which, again, if you purchase it from the liquor store, what? Anyway. Just so you know, this liquor is so prized and limited that the state, that would be Kentucky, holds lotteries for consumers. According to Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission, the odds of win- oh, it's Oregon that holds holds the lottery. Okay. Because they can't get Kentucky whiskey. Sorry, Kentucky bourbon, sorry. <laughs> anyway, they hold a lottery. Get it, get it right, Dave, man. Come on. You want to know what the uh, what the odds are for that particular vintage of Pappies in 2021 was 1 in 5,373. So they they skirted the lottery is what they did. That's what it looks like, yeah. Okay. For quote unquote rare. So I'm just gonna make a suggestion here, Oregon. I mean I'm I'm not, you know look, I, I like my whiskey, but I'm not gonna, you know, cheat to get it, I guess. <laughs> I, I did drive 100 miles out of my way to get a bottle. Yes, I did do that. That you found, but then relatively close. Yes. <laughs> afterwards. That's the exchange uh, three miles away. I've done something similar. So, But I here's can't. the problem with that. See, I drove 100 miles out of my way. Mm-hmm. If you really want this Kentucky bourbon, I'm just telling you this because I've done this. Kentucky, really not that far away. 
and there's airplanes that go there. You can mm-hmm. get on an air, just don't get on Southwest, but, or Alaskan, uh, but get an airplane, fly <laughs> to, to, you know, Louisville or even Cincinnati and rent a car and drive around the state. Kentucky's a very beautiful state if you've never been there. And there's some amazing people there. It's very green. There's lots of horses mm-hmm. and lots of liquor stores. I'm saying to you. Kentucky. You, you could probably drive. Or how's this? You get a guy with a big truck, semi-truck. Mm-hmm. You load up a bunch of this stuff in there. And then you get another guy with a Trans Am and a hot girl. And you drive as quickly as you can from Louisville, Kentucky to Oregon, to Bend, Oregon. And you'd, you'd name this, right? This activity would be named. Yes. You'd call it... Some kind of... What would you call it? Kind of a run. Some kind of a run. Some kind of run. Some kind of whiskey run. Yeah. Who would you, you gotta, It's got to be fast, though. It's yeah, got to be got, really fast. Yeah. Well, the Trans Am would be. And the truck driven by, you know, the good old good old boy from the South. I mean, he'll know how to handle that stuff. And yeah. it's a, It's not a hand. It's an arm. I'm Arm Dave. <laughs> I, well, does that make me the hand rod? What the heck? <laughs> Were you the? What was it a couple of weeks ago? Uh, I don't know. I've slept since then. Yeah. <clears throat> you had a line last week, and I can't remember what it was now. No. Dipstick it's, rod or something? Dipstick rod? No. I don't. I don't remember. Rod what it was. stick. Stick rod. I, anyway. Yeah. Go back and listen to last week's show. You'll you'll get it. Yep. I might have so, to now. <laughs> <laughs> just so uh, in case you missed this, because you might have, and apparently the West Taiwanese are, uh, apparently they don't like Hawaii. Or maybe they do like Hawaii. I don't know. They do. I'm confused. So there were a bunch of bright green lasers in the sky over Hawaii, forming this, like, matrix... Curtain type thing. Curtain thing. Just pretty cool. Yeah. Except that nobody knew what it was. And they all panicked. And of course, the Air Force was sent up to shoot it down. And Sure. No, I made that part up. Uh, the light show, which has been described as resuming the, resembling the green code from the Matrix, occurred on January 28th, was caught on a camera. Um, initially... The National Astronomical Observatory of Japan said that it had come from NASA's ICESat-2 satellite, which maps and measures our surface in three-dimensional detail, blah, blah, blah. But it turns out it wasn't that. It turns out it was a bunch of Chinese satellites that, uh, that just decided to do a light show over, hmm. over Hawaii. Not our it's instruments. Just, they they, Dr. Couldn't, they couldn't shoot a, boon, a balloon over there that way. So uh. apparently not. Anyway, if you haven't seen the video of it, um, the source has become a sensation on social media, which is weird because I didn't see it. Tensions are high after the U.S. shot down a Chinese spy balloon. 
So apparently after we shot down the balloon, the West Taiwanese said, hey, we need to, um, you know, send a signal that's yeah. peaceful. And so they did this Matrix-like laser show over Hawaii. <laughs> Does it make sense? So, yeah. Is this something they normally run during the daytime so that people don't see the lights? You know, I have no idea. Otherwise, you'd think more people would report on this type of phenomenon. You'd think. But much like a deep fake, it's probably going to happen more and more and more. Yeah. And we'll all argue about it. What is it? What is it? It's a West Taiwanese satellite making noise. Or light. Making light. Yes. Of Of the entire situation. Well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know we'll be, probably be here next week, so... Yep. If you want to send us an email, WTF at whatthefrock.org, or comment on our Facebook page, yeah. or on our webpage, we'd love to hear what you think about what to do about deepfakes. And don't tell me, well, we should watch the videos. <laughs> we should watch the videos. Watch them to make sure. Don't do that. Just, just don't. It's upsetting me. On that note, I'm Rabbi Dave. I am Friar Rod. And this has been... What the frock? <laughs>